Hi, welcome to the Crafted Quill Podcast. We're your hosts, Stephen St. Clair and Sadie K. Frazier. And we're coming to you live from the Inked Fairy Lounge. It's time to settle into a big comfy chair, grab a cup of your favorite beverage, and open your minds as we bring you a creative concoction of thought-provoking conversation and topics to stimulate your mind. In the first segment, we bring to you The Grind, where we discuss books, authors that wrote them, and everything in between. In the second segment, we bring to you The Melange, a brilliant mix of exploring creativity in every form and pondering unadulterated topics to dissect, discover, and dream of one day becoming. In the final segment, we bring to you The Poor, where we share liquid knowledge for the mind and offer helpful hints that lead to success and inspire you to find your own creative paths. Our hope, as we bring it all full circle, is to create hope within, to set your minds, hearts, and brilliantly creative souls on fire. Good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. This is Stephen St. Clair and my lovely, more than just my assistant wife, Sadie K. Frazier. Hi, everybody. Good morning, beautiful. Okay, this is podcast number seven. If you look us up, it actually may read more than that, but somewhere I messed up. So, so this is podcast seven, a tale of two travelers featuring in segment two special guests, Adventures of A plus K. And we could not be more excited. Talk about fanboy and fangirling. Just a little bit. <laughs> so, we are one of the few odd ones out there that still believe that everything happens as it's meant to in this gigantic universe of ours. Huge. That moments and opportunities and signs and people are put into our lives for a reason at the exact moment you need them to show up. So we're going to start with kind of talking about our recent book, How Fate Will Travel, and an accidental find about a guest book at, an, at a little hidden gem in Omaha called the Imaginarium. We, it was, my, was it my 50th birthday? Mm-hmm. We started off on a little road trip for coffee and decided to stop by this little antique Imaginarium store. And we found this guest book that we kind of debated on whether we should get. Actually, one of us debated. <laughs> you debated. I, I was like... I was over it. You I, kept pushing it. Yeah. I kept picking up this book, and I'm like, I just can't put this down. I, there's something about this book I want. There's a lot of little handwritten notes and things like that. I didn't look at it really close, but it was like, seriously, $3 or something. So I put it in the cart, and I was like, okay, we have to have this. So... We get it home, and we ended up tracing it back to, long story short, 
we ended up tracing it back to the original owners. Um, we found names, entries, cities, states, peoples, all peoples, all kinds of things in there. But what really clued us in was we had this little tiny newspaper clipping that fell out of the guest book that had the names of um, a set of parents and a child. We were actually able to trace that online to a person that was still alive. We found them on Facebook and then located their daughter-in-law and she was thrilled that we had contacted her and promised to investigate further to see where this guest book come from. So we ended up finding out that their parents have since passed. One of the children who lived in Omaha had given their things away. Did you set a timeline? How far back did we find the book had come from? 1943, yeah, well, two, something yeah, like well, that. Like maybe pre-World War II, which actually sets the stage for our book Have Fate Will Travel. Yeah. And it's um, one of their children ended up just when they passed, she gave all of their items away. Just randomly threw some stuff away. And I guess she was living in the Omaha area. Yeah, I, I, there was two sisters and a brother right? yeah. originally. Yeah. So parents, two sisters and a brother. And I think one sister was mentally ill, if I yeah, remember right. That's and the one that gave everything She away. just scattered everything. Including, like, all their memories and treasured pictures and family photo albums. And so we stumbled upon this guest book. And it ended up being a guest book of, um, like, their was, whole life together. It was kind of like a b and B. I I mean, we saw... Yeah, it started off, like, Welcome to Your First Home... One of their best friends had given it to them, and it ended up being a B and B in Arizona or something. Yeah, that something they traced like that. it down to. So anyway, that sparked the idea for our book, and then now we had the premise, but we couldn't think of a name. Uh, the name, boy, I don't. <laughs> uh, do we need to combine comments here? Because the name came to fruition. We were doing a we were doing a Twitter post, weren't yeah, we? Yeah, flash fiction. So we at the time we were working in the living room, sitting in our recliners, which we don't really ever do. We don't do anymore. But you sat across the room, and I was kind of sitting in the corner where all naughty boys should be. And I I tweeted out or I tagged at the end of what I was tweeting, "Have fate, will travel." Hit the enter button. A couple seconds later, I'm just beating away on the keyboard, and I, I I hear from the other side of the room. You, sir, are a freaking genius. <laughs> and I, I, I had by then forgotten what I had even typed. I mean, I, and I think I looked at you and I said, what? And you said... Yeah, I said you were a genius. That just was the perfect title for this book. My original post was, A gentle rain fell over the streets of Manhattan. I now had two choices stay lost in the past or simply decide to let it go and move on. I sipped from my mug and closed the door to the past. Swearing it was for good this time, fate began to laugh. And that is where How Fate Will Travel was born. And, I, and actually, I think, wasn't it towards the end we added Chances Are? Yeah. It was just going to be How Fate Will Travel, but then after we had written the manuscript... Yeah, there's a quote in the book that leads to... And, and I think if any, yeah, and if any of you buy the book, you'll see in the opening pages the quote. Because I, I like to start my books not only with the prologue, but with a quote that kind of sets the stage. It's like a theme for the whole book, basically. Yeah. And so chances are, dot, dot, dot. So there you are. 
And then, so, <clears throat> excuse me, our first step in writing is always research, as every sh good author should do, especially when you're doing a period piece. Uh, so the very first time we sat down to research, we made a list of locations we wanted our characters to travel to. I think we started with like 25 oh, locations Oh man, we had a whole page. At and least by the time we wrote our first couple chapters that were like 20 pages each, we're like, yeah, we're going to have to cut down on these locations. Yeah, we got a little... And it's a good thing too because our book is like 804 oh, pages yeah, long. Yeah, almost 800. So we whittled like 20 countries or less or cities down to like four, five. Yeah. Five maybe. So... We wanted, we did, we did a lot of research. We watched so many YouTube videos of just travel, which is a good thing because it, we wanted everything to be as accurate as possible. And we knew we wanted the book really to start out in the Pacific Northwest, which I've been there. Sadie has not been there, so that's on our bucket list. But I'm telling you, if we could move now, we would just move straight up to the PNW somewhere, throw our bags down, and say, Welcome home. That's right. So, having set the motion and the stage for the Pacific Northwest, uh, this is where the book kind of starts with the first two characters in the 1940s era, uh, Peter and Sarah, which is where they begin their life together. Then we tied in our second set of main characters from the current era, Alex and Emma, whose lives also began in the Washington area, in a little bookstore, and then after some um, changes of life circumstances where they were both kind of self-reflecting and deciding where they wanted to go with their lives. So uh, cue a YouTube search on the best coffee shops in Seattle, Washington area, because, you know, everything in life begins with good coffee. We discovered a vlogging channel, our very favorite, Top one in all of mankind, <laughs> Adventures of A Plus K. Now, I will say, in finding these two individuals, I was going to say something else, but it slipped my mind. Um, I, I didn't have to scroll through all the list of travel. I just, I saw that name, I saw their faces, and I'm like, hey, I got a good feeling about these two. So let's. Uh, I clicked on the YouTube channel, and that is what kick-started us into the PNW. Yeah. And really, how Have Fate Will Travel got started with uh, writing the book in the first place and how we did a YouTube search really was, you know, who wouldn't want to go to Seattle? There's so many places, hidden gems, must-visit shops, unique spaces, and one of the first coffee shops mentioned in our book in Seattle area, uh, it was the actual, we quoted it in our Seattle chapter. Yeah, it was right from their Seattle coffee tour episode, I believe. Yep, they were at a coffee shop called La Marzocco, which inside had a radio station where they had a mocha with about half a glass of chocolate sauce in the bottom, and it looked so bomblicious. Then uh, my character, Alex, stops at... And actually, the Marzocco one, that was your character, right? I, I think, think so. Yeah, Emma yeah. went to Marzocco. Uh, in, in, our, in the YouTube video from A Plus K, they also featured a Starbucks. But this is not like any Starbucks no. store you would find, right? No. It was super fancy. They ground their own coffee. And it, it was very upscale. And this is where my character, Alex, goes... 
And this is pretty much how we start the book off. Yeah. A little, a little bit more into that, but, you know. It's also where I first fell in love with Catherine's closing her eyes when she sips her coffee. It's one of my favorite things that she does. Another favorite of her episodes from that video was when they visited Seattle Coffee Works in Cascade, I think. And Adam tried the rose cardamom flavored coffee and tells their whole proposal story. Um, at the very end, Catherine was singing Every Rose Has Its Thorn, and it was just hilarious. Now, She's a goofball. I'm, I'm going to go back. I, I understand, and I totally get why Catherine closes her eyes. I would call that sweet bliss. Yep. yep. If you've ever ate or drank anything that just takes you to a different place in time, and for a moment, the world is zen. Uh, so after after that, we the, the coffee shop scene in our book, uh, we move to the famous place, Pike's Place Market Food Tour. Uh, we They did, uh, I think we featured in our book, that, well, they're known for, they have the best chowder, mac and cheese, flying fish, you know, that's, that's just the market stuff. So if you walk into Pike's Place, you'll see a whole market. That's the main attraction, but then they have stores everywhere. Uh, we used all of that in our book for scenes, or no, from the YouTube video for scenes in our book that for those of you that can't travel, don't have the money like we don't, watching YouTube videos helped us a lot, I would say. Oh, yeah. Set the stage I for our like book. Adam and Catherine really took us along on their adventures. We weren't just watching them just to watch them experience it. We actually felt like we were, they make us feel like we were right there with them and kind of took us along on that same adventure, so... And um, we kind of set the, I mean, we, it's almost literally like we had a whole YouTube playlist which crossed over into our book. I mean, we, we literally like food, places we went, you know, and then there's just, we basically like, you could look at it like you throw a map up on the wall and you put pins in the P&W where they went. You know, we looked up every city, but it was just, it was a beautiful work. Mm -hmm. Then we moved on to their last episode was our favorite Seattle sites and food, and we quickly realized it was an episode about their last weekend in Seattle before moving back to Texas. Ugh. And for Sad about face. two seconds, we were like, oh, no, we found them too late. This is the end. But then we realized that they were going to do a van build and gearing up for their van life in the future. So we took the opportunity while they were doing that they kind of took a little break while they were moving back to texas so we took a little break and ended up watching all of their washington videos um, we realized that they had been abroad also so we quickly switched to italy and the dolomites and absolutely fell in love with their youtube channel um, before long we couldn't get enough we ended up going clear back to the first episode and we watched them last year we watched them all the way through from episode one to the very end yeah, we pretty much started over. It's like, all right, I, I can't get enough. Got to have another fill-up. We will do a longer podcast and pimp out our book, Have Fate Will Travel, at a later date. Uh, and actually, our book has already been on the market out probably at least a month. Yeah, month yeah about two. a month. We've, we've done good, but this book was so deeply written from our point of view that it... I remember getting done with a book, and I'm a big softie. I'm, I look at, Sa look at Sadie, I'm like, I miss our characters. Yeah, I was actually very sad when we finished. <laughs> the book is not sad. Don't get us wrong. No. We we had invested so much time. It, it took us a year and a half to write. 
but we took a lot of breaks in between. There's some things that came up that kind of required a little bit more attention than writing did, but um, we wanted to basically explain to you, kind of set the stage for segment two for some very special people. Uh, yeah, they, they are who inspired us the most on this journey, honestly. We could have done a lot of the writing ourselves, but I, we couldn't have done it without them. They inspired us so much. So without further ado, our next segment coming up is our interview with our two favorite people in the entire universe and on YouTube, Adam and Catherine Frazier, and somewhere running around with them is their, their pup named Kona. So go get a snack, grab some fresh cup of coffee, come back, and we'll have segment two ready for you. Hold on tight. And we'll be right back with the next segment. This is Stephen St. Clair, and with me is my lovely assistant, Sadie K. Frazier. We are blessed today to have on air from Texas, Catherine and Adam. They are YouTube vlogger extraordinaires from Adventures of A Plus K. Welcome, guys, and thank you for taking the time to talk to us today. Thank you guys so much for having us. Uh, it, it is a pleasure. Now, we decided to ask you guys on... And you graciously accepted. We have a slight connection between your podcast and our our new book that came out, I think, in December. But you guys were an integral or an integral part of our book coming to fruition. But we want our listeners to get a feel for who you guys are. So we sent you uh, some questions that are going to broaden the horizon of our listeners so we'll just get right to it if you guys are okay with that. Sounds great. All right. Uh, I'll read the first one, Sadie, if you don't care. Okay. Uh, what, if you could explain in a nutshell to our listeners, what is Adventures of A Plus K? So I think the best way to describe us, the short version, is we're a, a married couple, Adam and Catherine, and we have a dog named Kona. And we live and travel full-time in a self con our self-converted Sprinter van. So a van that we built out into basically um, a little RV. So it started out as a cargo van, and then we built it into a home. And we just we travel all around North America, well, currently just the U.S. And we love hiking, drinking coffee, eating tacos, finding barbecue spots, eating a lot, <laughs> ice cream, <laughs> going to national parks and the whole purpose of our youtube channel as well as our website is just to help make travel planning easier for others so we're not here just to like create entertainment but also to provide useful information so that way people can go out and explore 
their own backyard in the U.S. And we're very big on you don't need to go very far away to have an awesome adventure. You can have adventures just down the street from where you live or within driving distance or a quick flight. It doesn't always have to be anything super crazy, and that's what we kind of hope to share with people and get them motivated to go out and see the world for themselves. That's awesome. I think that's what kind of fueled our fire, too, because we kept thinking for, you know, if we once the kids are a little bit older, you have enough money saved and you want to go to all these big locations and we see what you guys are doing. And I'm like, why are we not doing this in our own backyard? <laughs> There's so many little hidden gems in your own towns that, you know, you kind of miss over the years. So for sure. Absolutely. Um, as, as far as what makes you guys you in your videos, uh, what are some um, details about each of you? I think I asked you uh, describe each of describe yourselves in five words. That was so hard. Yeah. <laughs> Adam, do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. So uh, I had to narrow it down to five words. It was tough to do, but uh, I came up with. So I'm very curious. Uh, should I expand upon each of my five words? <laughs> sure. Uh, it depends on how how long do you have to uh, talk. <laughs> Yeah, all right. So we have, I'm, I'm very curious, so I'm curious in history and the places we visit, so I want to learn as much about that. Um, you know, uh, it can range from the places we're at to space to food to everything. I'm interested in basically everything. Um, I've always been described as a very patient person. Um, I was a, a school teacher for a few years, and uh, adults and uh, students alike would always tell me that I'm very patient. Um, with people and, and uh, things so and then also I've always been told that I'm, I'm, I'm witty so I can come up with sometimes they, funny things come to me but sometimes I'm uh, clammed up too and I don't say a whole lot but um, when, I'm, when I'm comfortable I'm witty um, and then also adaptable so I'm very I've always been a go with the flow kind of person so whatever happens happens and I'll deal with it then and it's very adaptable, and yeah, and then I guess that leads into my last one is I'm easygoing, so um, go with the flow type person. So. I'm sure that comes in handy. All of those things come in handy being on the road all the time, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, 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 yeah, it does. <laughs> it definitely does. <laughs> Although I will say, the only thing he isn't easygoing about is the van maintenance and, or like the van making weird noises he gets stressed out about that but otherwise he's very like even keel all the time that's that's how i am sadie could be worrying about stuff two weeks down the road and i'm like is it happening tomorrow and she's like well no i said well don't worry about it we'll, we'll handle it when it comes out Exactly. Sounds like Adam. That's now, right. Now, you, you get me into a situation where one of our cars is acting up, don't even talk to me because I will be stressed out crying in a corner somewhere. Yep. And I can only imagine with you guys it's ten times worse because that's your home you're driving as it's making those noises too. So. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and I'm normally, I'm very high stress, but the van stuff doesn't stress me out. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. We'll, we'll be fine. It'll... Yeah, we got three and, wheels. And so that's the only thing in life that like I'm not stressed about, and then he is stressed about. Yep. At least you take turns. Yeah. All right. Out. How about you, Catherine? How do you describe yourself in five words? I would say I'm very hardworking. Um, I'm very like goal oriented and ambitious. I'm gonna pretend that was just two words out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just I. 
I have a lot of goals in life and I work really, really hard to achieve them. Sometimes to a fault, it's not always a good thing, but it is just how I am. Uh, I'm very goofy. I like to be very weird. I like to dance. I like to entertain people most of the time. I mean, I have to be in the mood for it, but I'm very goofy. I'm very loyal. Uh, you know, for friends or if, you know, like with Adam or my family, like I, I really care a lot, a lot about the people in my life and I'm very loyal to them. And then, um, Adam helped me with my last word, which was thoughtful. I'm, I like doing nice things for people. I'm always trying to think of like how I can do something nice for someone. I love, you know, giving people gifts and surprising them with things. Yeah, those are my words. Yep. Good qualities to have. I would say, just from our perspective, I picked two things, too, from each of you. And I would say I would have picked goofiness for Catherine. <laughs> and the, yeah. way that, the way that you close your eyes when you eat is one of my very favorite things that you do. And then <laughs> we love the bloopers at the end when you're either singing about waterfalls or dancing around like a maniac. That's, that's absolutely the best part of it. Well, because you'll it, love... I guess tomorrow's Thursday. Tomorrow's video in the bloopers. We're doing Thursdays for now until we can have more things to go do. But we have a dancing and singing little bit in the bloopers. Awesome. So get ready. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. And then Adams, I would have picked adaptability no matter what is thrown at you because he seems like he's never really rattled no matter what's happening. He just kind of goes with the flow. But also his quick wit and his cheesy puns that he throws in there kind of make us just crack up all the time. We just... We love that part of you guys. So <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> well, I'm glad we come across the way we think we are. Yeah. <laughs> so, what fueled your fire to buy a van and live the nomad life on the fly? So we we moved to Seattle in 2016. 2016. Um, and once we got there, I mean, we had visited before, so we knew we'd love it, but. You know, we fell even more in love with the place and the greater surrounding area. Um, so we would go on road trips basically every weekend. I mean, we bought a brand new car when we got up there shortly after, and we'd go to Oregon all the time, Eastern Washington, Canada, all over the place. We were never home on the weekend. So we just wanted to see and do as much as we could, all the little towns and big towns and everything, and hike and everything. And so, you know, after a few years of that, you know, we could have stayed there forever, but we wanted to see other places, too, um, and be able to, I mean, we like I said, we love it there, so we're happy to go back, but we want to be able to have kind of our home base anywhere we want, you know, in the Absolutely. continental, yeah, North America. So um, we just wanted to be more mobile and be able to explore someplace different kind of every weekend and um, just see more. So we figured the nomadic life would be, uh, kind of the best way to go with that and you know we looked at all the options for what kind of living situation and the van fit our lifestyle and what we wanted the best um, and was the most customizable for us so we uh, we went all in on it. Awesome. Yeah the big thing was like we wanted to travel full time but we have a dog and so we couldn't go abroad like a lot of people you know will go do like a year abroad or something like that and we'd love to do that. But with Kona, we don't want to leave her for that long. So being able to have a way to travel in the U.S. full time was really nice. And, you know, some people might Airbnb hop around the U.S. or, you know, do a mix of stuff. But for us, having kind of that that steady home, even right. though it moves, was really right. important. And the van does feel like our home. So no matter where we are, if we're in a parking lot or 
you know, in a really cool mountainous area or wherever, it, it really does feel like home, even though our surroundings constantly let me, change. Let me add a caveat since you mentioned home. <clears throat> what was the longest time you were on the road before when you had to go back to like your parents or, you know, wherever? And, and was it weird being back home versus being in the van? The longest was this last stint that we just did from June to November. I don't I, math. I can't math right now, but it was yeah. It was the longest we had gone because we had come back before for holidays or to fix something or COVID. So this last, I mean, COVID's still happening, but from June to November was our longest time on the road without coming back. We did stay with some family in different parts of the U.S., so we weren't like fully in the van the whole time. But it is definitely an adjustment going back to a house in good good and bad ways. I mean, good is we don't have to worry about water, power, showers, internet, all that kind of stuff. But the bad is, you know, we go from living in our own space as ours to feeling like a guest. And my parents' house feels like our Like, I grew up in this house, so right. it's very much my house, too. But right. We don't stay in my old room. We're in the guest bedroom. It's my old room now my brother's room. So <laughs> we, you know, it's different. And we're used to just being the two of us in Kona. And now we live with four other adults and another dog. So it's a different just dynamic. But it makes, you know, our every day is less stressful. But we also have learned when we do go home, it reassures our decision that we don't really want a steady home right now. We want to keep traveling. We enjoy getting little breaks, but we get uh, a little stir crazy pretty fast when we're here. That's true, and it ended up probably being a bit a blessing in disguise too, because you already had the van before COVID hit. Otherwise, you might have been forced to make that decision a little sooner than you wanted to, anyway. Like Kara and Nate did. Yeah, we we like joke that we kind of wish that we uh, hadn't built the van or we had waited because it would have been nice to have that project during like. COVID and, you know, we could still be working on it and stuff. It would be a nice project, but we are very happy we got the time we did on the road before COVID because obviously things are different now and yeah. they'll be different for a while. So we got a, to experience it without all of the, like, worry and, like, the restrictions and stuff. So it worked True. out great in the end. Good. For sure. So back when you guys could travel, um, how much time did you spend in preparation for your next destination? We usually, um, I mean, ideally we spend at least a few hours um, researching, you know, restaurants we want to check out, um, if there's a park there, a, a national park especially, um, what things we want to do there, um, and how long we want to be there, and things like that. Um, it really varies, though. I mean, it depends. Life, things change a lot in the van. Like, we'll have plans, and then they'll change, whether it's weather-related or we just learn about something else we want to go do so for a planner like me I've had to get really used to adapting our plans and just knowing that things can change constantly True. so in an ideal world like we plan stuff out months in advance and we always have like a rough idea of where we want to go for like the whole year and even like some ideas listed down of things to do but as we've learned on the road like things change so much that we don't really plan as far in advance as we used to now it's like it could be like days before, weeks before, hours before. It really varies, but we do like to put in like a good chunk of research to figure out the best stuff to do. And 
I guess we just sometimes we have to get really fast at doing it so we can do it in time. And like we said uh, in our videos, we like it to be entertaining, obviously, but we <laughs> like to provide information as well. So we want to know a good amount at least about the basic knowledge of the place we're going so that we can share interesting facts or fun things about the place. So we'd like to know a good amount before we go in. Sure, you want to know what you're up against. Yeah. That's true, yeah, and those, sure. those factors also weigh in your decision, I'm sure, about where to travel next. Definitely. Yeah, there's a lot of factors. I think weather's the biggest one. People ask, like, how do you decide? And, I mean, we want to go pretty much everywhere. Right. But you have to get where the weather's good. That's yeah, very so, true. Yeah, so, I mean, we're, 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 we're chasing the good weather for sure, or the cooler temperatures. I mean, we're not going to... We're not going to choose to go to Texas in the summer when it's 100-something degrees. Uh, we don't have AC in the van, so we're... Or we're Iowa when they have a foot of snow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we didn't build it to, to uh, the weather, the um, the freezing temperatures, so we, we can't go that either. So. Well, we saw, yeah, the weather's the biggest factor. Well, we saw what happened when you guys tried to go to Denver. It didn't work out as planned, yeah, exactly. did it? <laughs> yeah, we had to drive all the way to Albuquerque to escape a snowstorm. Yeah. So yeah. that was another time where our plans totally changed. So yeah, like, surprise weather. You know, we, we got stuck in 100 degrees huh. in South Dakota and ended up having to book a hotel for the night, even though then a cold front kind of came through and we didn't even need it in the end. But <laughs> it's okay. It was just so hot and brutal. So, you know, we have Kona with us, so we need to make sure that if we had to run into the store or if we want to go film something without her, that we can leave her. So whether that means we do stuff, you know, earlier in the day, if it is going to get warmer in the afternoon, or we just try to avoid places that get hot or too cold. But sometimes the weather can surprise you. That's right. So what do you like taking all those factors into consideration? What would you say you like most about van life? And what do you like least about van life? Definitely most about it is just the freedom you have. Um, we can be anywhere we want on any given day. We can be um, here in Texas one day, and then tomorrow we can get up to Colorado or wherever we want to go. It's just nice, and we can spend as much time or as little time as we want in these places. And and it's also kind of taught us that, um, you know, we got rid of a lot of stuff, either sold or donated things to, to get into the van. So we've really kind of learned what we really need in life and what we what we don't need and so kind of that tiny living and not owning a lot of things kind of really showed us what's kind of important in life to us True. yeah it's kind of changed our perspective for sure so you guys kind of did the extreme measure you 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 weighed in the factors of staying home whether it be in texas or seattle versus i would say live the life and travel abroad and, and honestly if Sadie and I weren't where we are, we would probably do the same thing you are doing, but not, I would say, in a van. I, I like a little bit more space. Yeah. Understandable. <laughs> <laughs> not that we could do that because it would be pretty sweet, but on the other hand, a little bit more room would be okay, too. And we currently have four dogs, so we'd have to figure that part out. <laughs> yeah. For sure. For sure. Um, as far as the least. The things we like the least about van life, it's, we, we truly do love it. I mean, just like any lifestyle, there are pros and cons, there, you know, are challenges. What we lack in some things, we have in others, I guess. 
But I think the hardest thing to adjust to, and it's still an adjustment, is just there's things that you take for granted when you live in a house, like being able to plug into the outlet freely and not have to worry about power and not having to fill up your water tanks and use your hotspot data for internet and all of that kind of stuff. And even just like having a place to sleep every night. Like you have your apart- like your bed in our old apartment to sleep in every night. True. Yeah, we still have a bed, but like where are we going to park it? So, yeah. Um, <laughs> Every day, we're, I mean, we try to plan ahead because it's really stressful. If, like, the day of, you're like, oh, no, I need water today, or where are we going to sleep tonight? And you're scrambling to figure it out. It helps a lot to plan ahead. And some people like to be more spontaneous, but we've just found for us, like, with working and stuff, it's just too much to have to figure that out every day. But sometimes we do. Like, we get in situations where we thought we could stay somewhere and we can't, so we're scrambling. So that's probably the hardest part. It just sometimes makes it hard to have routine because so much is always changing and you're having to worry about those things that you didn't necessarily have to think about before. That's true. So if COVID-19 was not a factor, or let's say it was suddenly all better, where would you want your first worldwide destination to be? And if you're yeah. following... If you're following along, this is question 12, by the way. We, we skipped a couple. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you're good. Yeah, yeah, so we, uh, we've thought about this a lot, and it's, it's a very hard question for us because basically every day our wish list of places we want to go gets longer. We're just seeing other people go places and watching other people and stuff like that. So um, it was really tough to narrow this down. But for me, and I think – I don't know if it's for me, but... Uh, my, we're, we're, we agree on all of yeah, them. I mean, Maybe the order. Yeah, know. yeah. I will, we'll go anywhere, really. But uh, I really want to go to the Oceania and Southeast Asia, you know, New Zealand, Australia, Tasmania, all that, all the yep. Vietnam, Thailand. So we, we just, the beaches, the, the food, the culture. Um, we've been abroad, you know, a few times, but um, they've been English-speaking countries or Spanish. Um uh, it's kind of difficult, but yeah, the Southeast Asian languages would be um, more of a cool cultural experience. Yeah, cultural experience for us to, to experience. Yeah, we really want to go somewhere like where we're out of our comfort zone a bit yeah. more. I mean, Mexico City was out of our comfort zone because no one spoke English there. Like we we knew it would be mostly Spanish speaking, but it was a lot more Spanish speaking than we thought. Cool. So that was a little difficult, but everyone was so so nice to us there, and it was incredible. Um, also, one other place that we were supposed to go to Peru in June uh, for two weeks. We had this whole, like, trekking. We were going to be working with, like, a trekking company for part of it. It was going to be really, really, really fun. And I still am, like, holding on to having that trip happen at some point. South America sounds awesome. So that's also – it's going to come down to, I think, when we can go abroad again, where can we get, like, the best deals and, like, we're probably going to end up booking so many trips. Well, <laughs> I have a feeling just like after 9-11, there's going to be a lot of specials, too, once once it's open for travel again. So. Well, I rem- sure hope so. <laughs> well, remember, if you're in, you know, Mexico, you only have to know two sentences. Where's the bathroom and mas tacos por favor? One of our bucket list items is Ireland and Scotland, just because we, are both, we both have Celtic oh, genes in yeah. us, too, so... That's up there, but that's always been on the bucket list. But then we'll watch one of your videos, and I'm like, no, wait, I want to go here. No, wait, we got to go there. <laughs> no, we so, know the feeling. Yeah. It's always changing, but Scotland's incredible. We'd love to go back there. I think since being, like, stateside for so long, we've 
really wanted to go back to the UK as well. We've been to some of it, so it's it maybe lower down on the list just because we want to go to new places, but the UK is incredible. We'd love to go do like some cool hikes in England, and there's just so much more there than people realize. And I think at the end of the day, like we really enjoy sharing places that maybe are more overlooked or just you don't know the full story. Right. So in England, you know, they have crazy cool beaches and mountains, but most people just think of, you know, London and stuff. So we love to share the stuff that maybe like, surprises people a bit. Now, True. when was it, Catherine, you were there, you were in uh, France, what, was it last year or, bef- or before COVID hit, I think? Yeah, I think it, it was like October 2019. Oh, so you you almost could have done well. You were probably tied up with work, but you almost had a you could do could have done like a remote uh, vlog then, and you know Adam could oh. have been at home and. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. We could have done that. Well, we could have, but I would have felt guilty. I I've been to Barcelona and Paris for work, and both times like I did try to go sightsee as much as I could. Barcelona more so because I we were actually in the city. In Paris, we were outside the city. And it was amazing, but the whole time, I I didn't enjoy it nearly as much about Adam. Just it's not as fun to not have someone to talk to and like share the moments with. And sure. So I, I didn't want to do too much because I wanted to save it for when we get to go. But now I feel like I have a bit more of the lay of the land. So when we go, I can get us around easier. True. That's true. So real quick, timestamp. How much time do you guys got left? I mean, we could do. It's we can always pick up part two another time too. I don't want Adam Light for his his real gig. <laughs> yeah, we can go about ten more minutes. All right, all right, cool. All right, so, yeah, no, that's this is exactly what we want. So good. Okay, so who or what are some of your travel inspirations and influences? Yeah, so kind of one that kind of kicked us off on the YouTube journey was uh, Karen and Nate. We were really inspired by uh, what they were doing, you know, traveling full-time. They kind of opened our eyes to that um, and kind of realizing that to travel, you don't have to have a ton of money to do that. Um, so they were kind of the original inspiration for full-time travel for us. Yeah, they they opened our eyes to places that we didn't know really. I mean, we knew maybe they existed, but we didn't really think much about going to them. And so that got us excited about traveling more and also the whole YouTube thing that kind of kicked us off on doing YouTube. We watch a lot of, we've seen all of Endless Adventures video. I don't know if you watch them, but we really, really like them. They just, they make you feel like you're with them the whole time. And they do, they've been doing a lot more U.S. stuff because of COVID, obviously. But even before COVID, they were doing U.S. and international. So you could see them going to places that you could go to more easily as well as places that are more, you know, Far, farther away right um and then lately i mean we really like this guy named craig adams he makes these like i don't know if they're gonna forever say silent hiking films but he's been doing a lot of like silent hiking films and just his camera work is incredible and so we kind of taken i would say from like Kara and nate endless adventure and craig adams kind of like a a mix of like getting taking things we like from their videos to try to create our own style i guess and just like inspiring us to like be better um and also you know go see stuff too but i guess i'm i'm answering this more from like a youtube perspective but they also like they also show us places that you know we didn't know really existed or had no idea to go check out so that's that's been awesome i think we watch youtube more than we watch and we don't really watch youtube that often to be honest but 
more than we watch like TV or anything else. Like that's our source of entertainment. Ours is too. We're always looking for new uh, stuff on YouTube to watch because I mean you can watch regular TV anytime if you have access to it, but we're always looking for. Uh, New things and cool people to watch and be jealous of. Yeah, we, live, we live vicariously through you all. <laughs> now we know the feeling. <laughs> all right, so let's skip ahead a little bit again. Um, is there anything that, if you had to do it all over again, is there anything that you would change? I mean, with traveling in general, we wish we had done it sooner. I mean... I guess we're, we're very thankful that we're doing it now. It's like the best time of life for us to do it. We don't have, you know, any kids or we don't have a house that we have to, you know, pay a mortgage on or anything. I think we wish we could start sooner um, just so we could have more time to see all these places that are on our list. For the van, though, we would uh, change a few things, mostly just adding more, like, ventilation, like an AC unit, potentially, and then, like, a crate for, uh, like, a built-in crate for Kona. Um, just to make life more comfortable, but I mean, we're just so glad. Like, I guess when did we move out of Austin? It was I guess 2016. You know, before that, we didn't really do much and we didn't really travel. So we're just so thankful that we're doing this now. Absolutely. So yeah, it took us a little bit of time, but we got there, and that's all that matters. Yeah, I mean, that move was kind of a. Um, we we had plans to go the next year, but other things happened, and so we were like, let's just go now. So um, we're glad that that happened and we made that jump. So, yeah, I mean, I'm glad we started then, but if we could have started sooner, that we'd have even more memories. But we're obviously thankful for what we've done so far. And Absolutely. Look forward to more. So with all the traveling you guys have done 24-7, what has it been like traveling with a, your spouse? And, and I, I don't necessarily want to phrase it this way but you know what i mean do you ever get tired of each other <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of hard to get your own space in in a sprinter van it can be but the good thing is is we're absolutely i mean it's 100 we're the absolute best friends and um yeah we just have the best time with each other i mean we work together we do all the fun things together explore places and we really don't even need time apart from each other so we don't ever get tired of each other and it sounds cheesy and cliche or whatever but it sounds true. like we're lying but yeah. it is true. true i mean there have been maybe two times that we were annoyed and basically in that situation like adam will just go take Conan on a walk or yeah. one of us will go on a walk to get away from the other one or you know one person can sit in the front of the van and the other's <laughs> in the back of the van um but thankfully that doesn't happen very often because i we hear from people all the time, like, I could never, like, yeah. live in that with my husband or my wife. And we're just so lucky because we love it. And even with the small space, like, it's rare that we get annoyed with, like, each other getting in the way. Like, you know, we, we can mm -hmm. squeeze by each other pretty easily. So, yeah, I mean, if we do need space, though, we'll just go for a walk or go sit in the front of the van. <laughs> that's awesome. And I think, I mean, if anybody understands that it would be us and that I think that's one of the things that draws us to you guys because it's hard to explain to other couples that don't feel that way we've been married for 21 years and we I mean we just had two extra snow days together and it was the best thing in the entire world we just the yeah. end of the weekend it's like I don't want to go back to work and be without you we would love to do yeah. this full time and be with each other and 
we hang out together, play video games together, travel together, everything. I mean, write it's books just, together. Yeah, we do, yeah, we're both authors together too. So our whole life is you know revolves around each other, and I don't know. It's just nice to meet another couple that feels that way too, and we kind of definitely get that. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's a very special thing, and, you know, we can only hope that everyone can feel that way, because it's, it's just such a rewarding feeling, you know, to have that person with you all the time, and you don't get annoyed with them, and you want to actually be with them all yeah, the time. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. okay, so what is your all-time favorite location you've ever traveled to so far, and why? Yeah, in the United States, definitely Glacier National Park, or... The Sawtooth Mountains in Idaho, mm -hmm. both places just were unbelievable, incredible, and can't wait to get back there. Um, abroad, again, more mountains. <laughs> um, is, uh, the Dolomites in Italy, we just had the best time there. I mean, I mean, if we had to pick one out of all those, we'd say the Dolomites because just the culture there and the mountains are beautiful and the great experience we had. The towns. The towns, the people were so nice. And it was just a lot of fun. Now, you guys mentioned earlier this off topic here for a second of all the destinations you have been or want to go is there just foods that you've been jonesing for like god i can't wait to try that um probably asia street food in asia i really want to get like cheap cow soy in thailand oh the soup is, you guys have you guys had cow soy we've made homemade version but not out oh, anywhere nice. Yeah, we've, I've never tried making it, but I've had it a couple times, and it's so good. Um, and yeah, and obviously just more tacos. <laughs> I was going to say. With, like, we got our fix on Italian pasta, um, and that was just amazing. Um, I had another one that's slipping my mind now. Do you want to try? Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, in the U.S., uh, I mean, we're hoping to get to New England at some point. Um, so, like, lobster rolls and, like, all kinds of stuff like that. More seafood would be good. Well, when you guys were in Italy, and we saw you guys eating all the pasta food, I looked at Sadie, I'm like, Catherine can't have that. She can't have gluten. <laughs> you know, I, people, people still email us and ask us about having pasta pizza in Italy. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But my doctor gave me one of those. She's like, just take this before every meal. But after, like, day two, I was like, ah, whatever. I'll just wing it. And I truly felt fine. Um, you know, I will say we felt very full because we ate a lot. But I never really felt sick. Yeah, a lot of gelato. I never really felt sick. So it was really exciting because, you know, I, I eat it here and I don't feel that great. I mean, I could feel worse, but it's definitely not, like, a feeling I want to have 24-7. So I'm very lucky that apparently the gluten is different in Europe. Yeah, it looked that way. I was I was really surprised. I think I messaged you about like, are you what are you eating over there? <laughs> <laughs> the thing is though is like when we go to Asia, I don't think the same rule applies. I don't think the gluten is safe for me there. That's but, true. I mean, I'm gonna I might just have to feel bad for a while. <laughs> yeah. Well. Skipping ahead um, time-wise here, so what are your goals for this year and if COVID wasn't a factor? That might fit in earlier conversation, but expand if yeah. you could. We have some goals. They've changed like three times already. Uh, we're <laughs> on like plan D at this point. The original plan was to drive to Alaska, but... 
you know, the West Coast has been under tighter restrictions, and then Canada, the borders closed. You can still go to Alaska, but you can, like, book it through Canada. We didn't yeah. want to do that. We wanted to experience it. So we're going to put that off. Can you take um, a ferry to Alaska? You can from Seattle, I believe, or Probably from expensive. somewhere in Washington, uh, which is pretty cool. That would be really fun to do for, like, the way back or something. Um, currently, the plan is just to leave Texas at some point. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we we really want to spend the summer out west. We love the west coast. We love all the mountains. We want to just do a ton of hiking this summer. We have some hiking, like, trails we really want to hit up this year. But we're trying not to get too attached to anything. And then we really want to spend fall in New England, like Adam mentioned. That was the plan for this year. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, this past year. But they had a lot of restrictions, so we decided to wait until maybe it'd be more normal feeling. But, yeah, we, we don't know. Um, <laughs> I mean, the West is the most conducive for uh, for van life and our kind of lifestyle. There's tons of, uh, you know, the national parks and there's all kinds of, you know, towns and places that we can stay on the um, Bureau of Land Management land that you can stay on and free campsites and just epic places all over the place. And then, yeah, hopefully New England because that's kind of one of the last major areas we haven't been to yet in the, in the United cool. States. So we're really excited to get there. That'd be awesome. Maybe, could, maybe you guys could jump over to Oak Island and help them dig up treasure or something. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're... But I don't know. At this point, we're like, we plan to just stay in the U.S. because we don't think going abroad is realistic. But right. if COVID wasn't a factor, yeah, I would do. want it to use our Aeromexico credit to go to Peru. That yeah. expires before we likely will be able to use it. Patagonia. Yeah. Oh, that'd be amazing. That's that's on my bucket list. Yeah. It's so beautiful there. We watch. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the show Alone. That's where we got hooked on Patagonia when they stay out there for however long it is try to make it in the wilderness and survive so i've heard of it but i haven't watched it but i have heard of it yeah, yeah, if, you, yeah, yeah. if you look up the show look up the patagonia season that's a pretty pretty sweet show okay well let's let's go ahead and wrap this up since you guys are kind of short on time here too can you tell us how we can find you guys and follow you through all your social media links yeah, so we have a website, it's uh, adventuresofaplusk.com, and the plus is spelled out, P-L-U-S. Uh, we have Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook, and it's all Adventures of A Plus K um, spelled out. So that's where you can you can find us. Awesome. Excellent. Well, thank you guys for your time. We enjoyed very much talking to you, putting a, a voice with a face. Uh, we, yeah. we, we hope another time we can do this on down the road. And if you come through Omaha, like you said, give us a ring. We'll take you out for coffee or tacos. All right. Sounds so, great. And thank you guys so much for having us. Yeah. It was nice to yeah. finally talk to your voices. Absolutely. <laughs> thank you very much. You guys have a good night, and we love watching you guys. Be safe. Right, thank thanks. you guys so much. Thanks. Talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.
welcome back. This is our third segment. I believe we call it the poor, do we not? We do. How excited are you right now that we just interviewed them? I was super excited. <laughs> it was like we were, Adam and Catherine, don't take this the wrong way. It's like we were talking to famous people, and they were famous in their own right. They've set the benchmark for uh, YouTubers. and I feel just the opposite, though. I didn't feel like they, I feel like from the very first second when she was teasing you about your namesakes and things like that, but we just kind of were old friends and yeah, they chatting through they had the line. air about them of just friends, old friends. Family. Yep, we really appreciate it, guys. Yeah, thank you for taking the time out to talk to us and just kick back and relax a little bit. Uh, I hope one day you guys roll through town and call us and say, "Hey, we're in town. Let's go." You can count on us to be there. So we're gonna we wrap. Don't eat ourselves stupid. Yeah, with we don't. You guys. And we don't do that very often. <laughs> you guys are probably. Uh, eat us under the table <laughs> so anyways we're going to wrap up this segment um we usually have things pretty well planned out but this time we don't um this whole podcast really has been about um a couple things travel food i would say but all of that ties into our book half fate will travel chances are so uh though this is the first creative collaboration for myself and uh, with my wife Sadie K. Frazier. We have actually been collaborating in life as first and foremost spouses, friends, parents. And speaking of parents, we have a grandbaby. And grandpa and grandparents. Last time we talked, we said our grandbaby was about to be born, and she's here. She's a week old today. Sandra May Robinson. We love you, Sandra. I'm going to call her Sandy, but you know. <laughs> so anyways, we have been married for 21 years now. And when we started this book, we were only, we'd only been 18, I believe, right? Yeah. So we put a lot of heart and a lot of soul and a little bit of re research in this book. But none of that was possible on two things and two things alone. First and foremost, if that guest book had not been dropped off at the Imaginarium over in Omaha. And secondly, if Catherine and Adam had not done the podcast, uh, not podcast, sorry, the, the vlog on YouTube that they do, without either one of those two things, our book would not be where it is right now. So to that, I say thank you very much with all of our hearts, and we wish you, Adam and Catherine, the best of luck in life and happiness, and further travels. And I guess that kind of ties into what we started off with, with everything happening for a reason as it was meant to in the universe. So thank you for being part of the opportunity, part of the signs, the moments, and the people that were put into our lives for a reason at the exact moment we needed them to show up. I'm going to read in kind of closing here our blurb from our book. And maybe you guys can swing by Amazon and see if you are interested in picking up either a Kindle copy or a paper book, paperback copy. And then also don't forget to stop by um, Adam and Catherine's Adventures of A Plus K YouTube channel and like and subscribe. And if you're brave enough, start over with episode one and binge watch all the way through. We promise that you guys will not be disappointed. Now I do want to add, I just don't even know why I didn't think about this. 
There is a, a music playlist with our book. Yes. Uh, which one is it? Do you remember? Half Eight Will Travel, I think, official playlist. Yeah, official it's playlist. listed under our Half Eight Will Travel so, YouTube channel also. As you read each chapter, you could, if you are able to do so, have the music playing lightly while you're reading or listen to the music and then read the chapter. Either way, after Sadie and I had written the book, we went back and we spent hours pulling together songs and putting it on a YouTube playlist. It's pretty cool. That, Every genre imaginable. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think one of my favorite songs is um, Lady in Red. Yeah. There's a certain part in the middle towards the end where that song really really kicks in and it was, it was one of those like i had heard that song my whole entire life and then this book came around I'm like oh i know where i'm using that song at yeah absolutely so without further ado okay so how fate will travel chances are this is the timeless love story of a young wartime journalist peter who is swept away by the, by an unexpected gift of love when he least expected it a chance meeting with a mysterious man brings Sarah all she has ever hoped for as she finds forever within his heart. As they begin to dream of building a life together, Nazis infiltrate the city of Bordeaux, France. Within seconds, mass chaos erupts and their hearts are torn apart. Separated by the devastation of war, they are determined to find one another again, against all odds. As each returns one day to make peace with their past and say goodbye to all they that could have been, Fate steps in and opens the door to a whole new journey that lies ahead as their hearts are reunited at last. Rewriting the story of their lives, they leave a treasured legacy they hope will inspire others to follow in their footsteps and find true love and never give up hope, no matter the odds stacked against them. Their timeless love story continues as it touches a young bookstore owner, Alex, when he decides to join their quest that spans the globe, one that will change his heart and life forever. A chance meeting with a mysterious man brings Emma a second chance at love as she accepts Destiny's call in the form of following the same quest and finds that everything she's been searching for was right in front of her all along. Through an unsuspecting miracle of fate, their paths cross, and these four lives discover they are connected by secrets and bonds that span a lifetime of memories and beyond. Is love a lo let me try that again. Is love alone enough to save them? Are the hands of fate powerful enough on their own to break down the walls that separate these two hearts? Chances are... <laughs> you got it, Sadie. I can't help but get choked up with this stupid book. No do uh, Maybe. Chances are when fate and love come together, the answer is almost er always a resounding yes. Chances are... When the dust has settled and all is said and done, the true quest you were searching for was right in front of you all along. And I will add just a little bit to that. I've known Sadie since 1985. So I'm going to date myself. 85, I was 10 years old. And our two families pretty much lived and breathed for each other for two years and then we went our separate ways for really unknown reasons I would say but 12 years I went without seeing and talking to this beautiful person 
1999, uh, I don't even know. It was just not, not to steal it, but a series of blank events kind of took hold and we came into each other's lives again. And really in October of 1999 is where our path officially begins. And though we've had our trials and certainly triumphs, I couldn't think of a better person to go through things with. It's really hard not to get emotional <laughs> on the air, but it's, it's really true. And I think, I, I hope that for all of you that are listening out there, I hope that you have somebody special that just is willing to move mountains for you because life just seems so much more manageable and understandable when you have that person with you that is willing to walk down that road together with you. It reminds me always of a jewelry commercial where doesn't it start off with a younger pe- younger couple sitting on a bench yeah and they look and they see an older couple walk by and the camera zooms in on the backs of the older couple walking and you you it ends with them holding hands that's how I want my life to to be absolutely i wouldn't want to do this life without you that's for sure agreed so thank you for being part of my story forever always so (laughs) this has been podcast number seven it was about a tale of two travelers and I guess you could say four travelers our story is kind of intermingled in here too but we have featured Adam and Catherine Frazier from Adventures of A Plus K and it's been an amazing journey It's been an amazing ride, and we thank you guys very much for letting us interview you and for being guests on the podcast. Yeah, we love you guys. We wish all the best to you in the world, and I truly hope our paths will cross. So, to all you out there in podcast land, have a good night. Be safe. Travel on. See you on the flip side. Production on behalf of the Crafted Quill Podcast.